755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to 755 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. My co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever, part of the famed O'Ventral trio. And this is part two of our very special interview with our guest, Peter Moylan, who was also part of that great Braves bullpen back in the early part of the decade, at the start of the decade. I wanted to ask you guys, Pete, Eric, how would you guys handle a layoff like they're experiencing right now? It's unprecedented. Obviously, you guys never had one quite like this. What do you think you would do? Would you shut it down? Would you stay in spring training? How would you handle this? It's it's is unprecedented, so it's hard yeah. for it's hard to even it's hard to even think about what you might do if you were stuck. I mean, if you're in, if you're stuck at home, home, that changes everything. If you're still able to go to a go to yeah. a facility and and you know get some hacks in and throw a flat ground or whatever it is just to stay fresh and stay loose, then it's fine. But if you're stuck in a house, then that changes everything, everything and everything all routine. Yeah. Um, I bought Call of Duty the other day, and it's the first time I'm going to be playing Call of Duty in about. For what? Years, so that's going to be my quarantine. What are you on? <laughs> huh? PlayStation. Hit me up. I'll get on there. Um, okay. I'm terrible. Okay. Yes. I'm so am I. I haven't even I, – all I do is it's kind of like they've changed it into the kind of uh, Fortnite style. So I just get dumped in a map somewhere and try to find a gun and get shot the well, minute I land. It's, I'll be split-screening uh, with a five-year-old, so just go against me. <laughs> you could just pad your numbers. He doesn't care. Uh, that's great. That is fantastic. But yeah, I, I think I think that you know if if you honestly you got to get a catcher. I, I don't know how else you, yeah. you'd have to at least find a catcher that you can throw to or or a coach that can catch. Yeah, I mean you have to, or you could set up one of those targets and and go to a park and throw by yourself. But man, it'd be it'd be nerve wracking because one you wouldn't know how how long. I guess you got to assume you're going to have enough time to get ready again. Because they're not going to just yeah. drop. Hey, the season's starting in ten days. They can't. Right. 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 Imagine. Imagine the injuries. And, yeah. Like you try yeah. and get a shortened season in, and everyone's getting hurt. That'd well, be even worse. I we were talking know. to Chipper about ninety five. The strike because that's when I started doing this. And uh, Chipper's first full season was the strike ended ninety five, and they told him be at camp tomorrow. Damn. And they 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 had less than two weeks of spring training because the replacement players had been in camp for a month. The big leaguers came in and had less than two weeks before they played the first game. And I can see something like that happening. I guess you'd assume everybody so, else is going to be a little off too, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Dave, so back then, did the, so did those replacement players then get kicked out of the clubhouse, obviously, and then oh, yeah. told not to, not to come back again? Don't, remember, ever, don't ever show your face here again. <laughs> I remember when, when, when Wickman was with us in 06 – he yeah. would tell stories about like, and he was so angry when he talked about the scabs yeah. back yeah. in the day, you know, yeah. like, um, and he would, he would just be, and he would name them by name. And there's still a couple that yeah. are still in the game today. Um, so, but he was so mad, but to go through that as a player and yeah. to have a couple of the guys for whatever reason, jump ship, you know, that's, it had to be in a frustrating time. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what happens at the next CBA with the younger yeah. generation of players because you see them all signing these deals right now that yeah. that are just hurting the next generation. I don't I don't understand how I feel like and I'm probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like the players association has lost a little bit of its uh, a little yeah. bit of its shine over the last few years. It's a big um, benefit of going younger though. These guys don't understand the magnitude of of all that stuff. You know, the, the league's gone younger. Right. I don't think it's an accident. 
No, that's absolutely not an accident. No. Well, I tell you, yeah, it's, uh, if you're young and you you sign one of those long term deals, I know they could end up you know being really team friendly, and and that player might have left you know tens of millions of dollars or a hundred million dollars on the on the on the table in the case of Acuna if he becomes you know Mike Trout by the end of that. But right now, while these guys are sitting out for you know an in. It could be open ended. The whole season could get canceled. Those guys that did those long deals are going. Yeah, it's kind of nice right now to have it coming in. The, the yeah, income if, coming if in. If they get paid, if they get paid, it's great. But if, if they're what's on the, the point of having a contract if no one's getting paid? Well, if, if they're on the, the yeah, that's true. That's true. If they're not playing games and you're not getting, you're right. You're not getting paid. Paid. So you're just getting, getting your per diem. Yeah, which I is wonder great. how that's going to work. You know, when the season starts up, if if you play three months, are you still getting twelve mil or are you getting six? Mm. That's, That's all a to, great question. They're talking about all that right now, working it all out. There's so much to work out. There is man. a lot. And, what, and if, and if they a play a 100-game season and you play 100 games, you're on the roster all year, do you get full a full service year? Or oh, if, man. You know, yeah, there's so you have much to, to work out. That, that won't yeah, be a that hard one. To. Yeah. That won't be a hard one. They'll give them a full – well, yeah, but you're right. I mean, it, if you're going to lose if you're gonna lose a stud over a 60-game season, they're going to fight that too. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. That might be the biggest delay in, in starting the season back up is all those details. At least they got a lot of time yeah. to work it out. But the problem is they don't know when they it's going to restart. Yeah. So, if, Hey, do you remember when the Astros cheated? <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody said the other day, oh, a lot of people have said it, the only people happy with this right now, if they're happy, is Jim Crane and his team. Because 100%. They, were, they went from front and center to back burner. Yep. Yeah, nobody they, even cares. And they were going They were going to get ripped everywhere they went. Now, and maybe they still yep. will, but as long as this goes on, it's like it becomes like, yeah, who cares? And I mean, do you think MLB and the Players Association are happy that this has kind of gone away as well? But yeah. you know, yeah. at some point, I, I just don't understand. I'm, I'm sure you guys have touched on this before, but my personal opinion is I don't understand how they didn't either. One, make them hand back the money they won as far as the playoff share goes. Put that back in the yeah. pool for the rest of the league or give yeah. it to charity or do something with it yeah. that, that didn't involve them getting any money. And no, we have, make, sure that, that, make sure that all those – every stat that a player got that year should be wiped from, their, from the back of the baseball card and not contribute to any kind of free agent payments or any kind of arbitration, anything. Like that's – it's just so hard. I agree. There should be penalties and they should be more, a lot more severe than they were. But it's you get into such a slippery slope because you try to determine, you know, you, once you gave them the immunity, you screwed up doing that. But then yeah. you got to determine, okay, did this guy do it full on or did he maybe one or two games use the cheating thing and say, I can't do this. It's not right. And do you, right. does he get the same, you know, it's just, I don't know. And uh, you don't know who else around the league was doing it at the time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you start suspending guys for seasons yeah. and you find out like seven other teams did it. You know, it's just, they're it could have been so ugly for the game. Teams. I think they're, they're going to start they saying, probably, I went to this team and they were doing it. Yeah, probably. You never know. I mean, the, the thing is, is the only way to stop it now for me is you just make it a lifetime ban for anybody involved in it in any way. You can't accidentally do Going it. Going you know, forward, can, yeah. You can accidentally because we wanted when when steroids happened, we wanted it to be a full season or or lifetime ban for anybody that got caught. But as a union, we you know the players were asking for steeper penalties. It never happens, but we couldn't do it because guys accidentally ingest stuff that that can cause them to fail a test. But you, you're not going to accidentally get signs. You're not going to accidentally 
it's not going to happen on accident with this with this type of thing. Yeah, or as players, we did want it to obviously be more about of a more of a deterrence because right now guys are getting a, a, a ninety day ban or yeah. a two year ban and coming back and getting paid. Like yeah. it's that's the frustrating part. Is it um, teams didn't see it as a deterrent at all. Um, so yeah, they, uh, I see where where Eric's coming from. They got those huge contracts. Some players directly after having one of those steroid fueled seasons, and they yeah. didn't give any of that money back. You know, they got paid every cent of it. So yeah, it was no deterrent. I got a question guy. for Even if you, Molo. Go ahead. Would you have ratted? Fuck. Not. Me neither. I don't think I, I, I would have. No. <laughs> me neither. That, I, yeah. I had to, I was on uh, ESPN a, a few weeks ago and they asked me and I just, I said, you know, I'm not mad at the guy, but it wasn't going to be me because you do, you are breaking a clubhouse code in a sense. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's good for the game that he did, but it, it would have never been me that, that, um, that came out and said it. And I'm not proud of that. I just, what is, I, I was going to say, have. what does that say about us? Is that, does that I don't know. I don't know what it says about me, but th- that's, that's why I asked you the question. Cause I've, I've felt like you'd have the same answer. Yeah. You gotta be it's, ballsy um, to do it, man. I mean, yeah. if, you, to know it's going to follow you forever is the guy that did it. Yeah. That said it. Yeah. It's a tough but, one. Yeah, it is. Um, but if uh, I did rat, I would have definitely given my playoff share back. And the ring. Uh, I, I would have too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would have too. That would have been a bunch um, of bolder statement, wasn't it? Ratting the yeah. gun. Here's my share, and I'm giving it. To Take this guy. shit back. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. It's give tainted. It, give it to the Dodgers Foundation. <laughs> yeah, because they need the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's interesting, man. I mean, I wonder how many guys would have would do it looking back, and because a lot I of guys you, are saying they wouldn't have cheated, many. but not many say that they would have told. I would, yeah. I don't know what I would have done. You never know what you would have done until you're in that situation. But uh, it's a it's a tough one because there's a clubhouse code, man, and there's you see a lot of guys do a lot of things that you'll never speak of, and it's it's weird. Appreciate that, yeah. You got, I got you, (laughs) I got you back. (laughs) But you know, it's a tough question. I, you know, a lot of players I think would say the same thing. Where they, it's a they don't know what they do in that situation. And then, and then a lot of the Astros are in a are in a situation of, do they, how much do they say yeah. now, and do they just answer like like BMAC? You know, he's out of the game, so he's not getting those questions every day, and he's able to avoid them. But man, it's got to yeah. be tearing him up thinking about it. And you know, would he have done anything? I don't different? even want to. I don't. I haven't spoken to BMAC or seen BMAC since all this went down. But I don't even think it'll be something that I'd bring up next time yeah. I hang out with him. Like if we go play golf or whatever, I, yeah. I just think it's got to the point now where right. he's probably talked about it, thought about it that. Why would I want to go over there and start bringing yeah. it up as much as I have questions? Yeah. It's like who gives a shit? It's not going to change anything. Just, I'd, yeah. Well, it's torn yeah. him up. I know that it's it's torn him up uh, just being involved with it at all. Um, yeah. But you know, it's. Uh, what are you gonna? I, is he gonna come out and and start trashing the guys? And because an article no. came out that that he tried to stop it or he'd said something. Right. I can't remember where right. the article came from. And I thought like, I read that too. I thought, Oh, that's really good. That's a really good look for him. And, and I remember sending him a text like, Hey, you know, someone, someone pointed this out and he goes, look, man, I was on that team. It, yeah. He just said, yeah. I'm not going to be all high and mighty and say, right. Oh, well I tried to stop it, you know, cause right. it's, it's teammates first. So it's, he's in an impossible situation, but right. yeah. I don't know, man, I don't know what he should do. <laughs> 
Mm. So, all right. So we got an we got an eight week moratorium at least. That means the MLB season is not going to start before late May, and that's absolute best case scenario. Realistically, I'd be surprised if mid June uh, is the earliest, and which would mean about a hundred game season. And again, it could be a lot worse than that. Do you guys think there's going to be a season? Yeah, there has to Do be. You? There I, has to I be. would think um, so. Each day that passes, I, I, I start to hedge a little bit, though. Well, not if people worse. keep going to spring break and, and yeah, partying, exactly. and, and not you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if we get this thing under control, and can convince yeah. everybody under thirty to to chill yeah. out a little bit, you know, stay maybe, home, but. save the baseball season, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's what. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't think they're worried about that. It's. I no. keep looking at. Um, I keep looking at at Europe, as I said earlier, and you know. It's we're about a week behind them, so I think in about a week we're all going to be on yeah. on lockdown for a little bit, and then. But who knows? So, do they keep about? They talk about lengthening the curve and this sort of thing, but I don't. Does that mean that it lengthens the length of time that um, everything is shut down because people are just going to be getting well, it, or because you, you obviously don't want to overrun the hospitals, which is that's what we're yeah, trying that's to the do. Purpose you want to slow yeah. it down yeah. so you can handle but it, they, right? They say it'll become, it'll come back like in waves. It's not going to be, it's not going to go away. And we're probably going to live with this forever, but they will develop a vaccine just like you get a flu shot, you know, you get your, right. you know, COVID-19 shot or whatever. If you want to, if you want to avoid getting it or once people get it, they'll build up in your immunity, that kind of thing. But it's, it's not just going to go away. And this is going to. Well, I'll tell you what it will do though. It's going to level the playing field because in a, in a short yeah. season, you know, if it's yeah. a two-month season, yeah. the Marlins could win a division. Anything could yeah. happen. The baseball, like the, the main factor in baseball is time. Over the course yeah. of time, the Dodgers Length are going to win season. the West. Talent you know, wins but, out in depth over the course. Over the course, but in a in a two-month yeah. season, man, you could have a yeah. team get hot. I mean, there's been – how many times yep. in May were the Marlins in first place and we wound up winning sure. the division or the, or the Phillies won? That could have been two weeks left in the season if they have to shorten it that much to 60 games. Nationals wouldn't have won a World Series. No way if, this, if it was nope. as short as it was. They wouldn't have got in. They wouldn't even – yeah, yeah. So it's crazy, man. It's That's something to think about, though. It might actually be kind of cool. Because it, 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 if it becomes a half season, closer to a half season than a full one, it'd be interesting to go back and look at uh, like a first half season in the last 10 years, how many teams that you know ended up winning pennants in the World Series would have even you know, won Missed the, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's been a wild card that, team. Dave. How many wild card teams have, have snuck in and won a World Series? You've just given yourself something to do, Dave. Yeah, that? one of the many you've things. Got, you've got something to do all day. Yeah. We've been brainstorming at the athletic about things to fill, you know, stories to write in this dead period. Yeah. And so uh, that's that'd be an interesting one. Because I think it's gonna be closer to a half season than a full season if they have one at all. Closer yeah. to eighty one than one sixty two. There's no way they don't have a season. I would. I think. I feel so. like. I feel like that. But with each week that this gets worse, I have a little more doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. It would be. It'll be the next week that's gonna. It'll be the next week that's gonna sort of show us a lot. I, I think. I um, think you're right. If these if if the, if these lockdowns continue across the country, then. Oof. <laughs> I promise you, there'll be a football in, season. I mean, we're, <laughs> not, we're not going without football. When they're yeah. shutting down British uh, the Premier League in in, in England, that, that's yeah, that's that's bigger than the NFL is to us. The Premier League is to them, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Imagine if this would have hit though. in the middle of football season. What it would have done, like college football, hundred thousand crowds and all that. 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, you said it before. Oh, when they shut down the casino, that's when you know. <laughs> yeah. This things get serious. That, oh, yeah. Trouble. Yeah, I heard they used to, even if they had a bomb on the on the strip. I um, read that too. Uh, I saw that some some guy was used to work in the in the the like the bomb squad in Vegas, and he said even if they had a bomb on the strip, they had certain protocol to keep all the casinos running because they couldn't afford to shut them down for a minute. Yep. Wow. And now they're shutting MGM shutting down like seven seven to ten casinos for for a while. It's crazy because it's more expensive to run them when there's nobody there than it is. The measly amount you bring it in, it's probably nobody. It was gonna go, you know. Uh, There's gonna be people in those casinos for until. There's going to be someone, someone finding casinos until the last one closes. Yep. They're going to drive. It's going to be like a like bunch bars. of groupies trying to follow the casinos. Like yeah. dive bars. There's going to be somebody follow, finding the last one open for sure and closing it at night. People need to gamble. <laughs> it would drink. have been me back in the day. <laughs> um, Pete, switch, yes. switching gears again. What do you think is the biggest okay. question mark about this Braves team other than will there be a season? But what do you think is the biggest question mark about this team? Well, honestly, I thought it was going to be starting pitching for a little yeah. while with Hamill's the injury, but I think that's going to work out perfectly for the Bravos yeah. because he he's probably going to be ready for the start of the season as it sits <laughs> right now. Um, there's your silver so lining. I think if there's a shorter season, I think the Braves are good. I mean, the third base job might be the only thing that I question whether it's going to be end up being a trial and error or a flip flop or someone just grabs a hold of it and runs off with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I tell you what, the, the bullpen is definitely not a question. Yeah. Holy no. cow. No. Um, so I think if the season does get away, I think I think the Braves are a red hot chance to to give it a real shake. But now that it's going to be delayed and we've got a full strength Hamels. Yeah, I mean you hate to look at it this way, but if you're just being just bottom line, the Braves I think would be one of the teams that could benefit from a shorter season. In that you get Hamels instead of missing, you know, a third of the season or a fourth of the season. He might not miss any of the season if it doesn't start till late May or early June or mid June or whatever. Right. Uh, your rotation short up a lot and your bullpen has a lot of guys in their thirties. It's rock solid. If those guys are healthy and if the season's only 80, a hundred games, there's a lot better chance those guys stay healthy the whole time. Yeah. And I don't know the ins and outs of every roster, obviously. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams that will end up being a lot better off with guys being able to recover from injuries and stuff. But even Freddie's elbow, you know, Freddie's yeah. elbow was a bit of a question right. during spring training there for a while. Give that a little more chance yeah. to heal up. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm going to take the under on Acuna's 50-50 season though. Oh yeah. That's the, <laughs> it's going to be tough to pull off. Go back, aim for 2020 again. Man. Poor guy. Um, but so, so that's yeah. another question. How does, how does the shortened season affect arbitration numbers? Uh, God, just prorate him. Prorate him. Yeah. Just prorate him. Actually, no, probably not. They'll that'll be really easy to use and say, well, you only you know because bulk's a big deal in, in arbitration, how much work yes, you it do. is. It's a huge deal. Yeah, but they compare yeah. you to other guys over the last two years. So, so they'd have you to know? compare you to other guys and what other shortened season, you know. Well five. But everybody's gonna that's up for, yeah. But they'll compare you to everybody in the game over the last year or two. So you're being compared to guys that also had shortened seasons. No, but you're going into arbitration based on the guys that have just played the last five years. Not, I'm not talking about future arbitration cases. I'm talking about next year's arbitration cases when guys don't have any numbers. Yeah. 
Won't they compare you to, to what guys did this year and last year, though? You have to pro. I guess you'd have to prorate it, but you'd probably get paid less because you did less. I don't know, man. I'd just be loving that. That wouldn't make any sense, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, it's pay less. Have to make sense. Le- yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're going to have to play uh, just when they with if this thing starts again in eight, ten weeks or whatever. I think they're going to have to like get the teams. Inter-squ- have many spring trainings at their, you their have ballparks. To. Play inter squad, play inter squad games, that kind of thing. You got to play at least. Yeah. You got to play at least a week of games. I mean, minimum. You got to play. You got to get your relievers a couple appearances. I mean, your starters can be throwing bullpens as they can throw two hundred pitch bullpens if they want. They're not going to be ready to sit down and stand up unless they're simulating that. And it's still different facing hitters. I mean, yeah. Minimum two weeks. Chipper said on the show. Think, like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I think. You know, the setup as far as the spring training at, at the fields, you've got the two clubhouses, you've got the home and a road clubhouses, so you can have two full teams working out. So, in a scrimmage city. game doesn't seem like that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Scrimmage game doesn't sound like that bad of an idea. You just start the minor league season a couple of weeks after the big league season and have them run the same length of time, I guess. Yeah. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the black tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're dressing like your grandpa on Halloween. We felt pretty weird buying a suit from a guy having the worst day of his life. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us all the way to our wedding day, so we got out of there. And and who wouldn't? What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. Wow. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with the code BRAVES. That's theblacktux.com, code BRAVES, for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. Chipper said on the show last week that he thought the Braves rotation, uh, the top uh, from the middle to the back end was the biggest question mark. Uh, He didn't think the rotation matched up with those power arm rotations with the Nats, Mets, and Phillies, but he thought the lineup and the bullpen were as good or better than any of those teams he really likes Soroka at the top and Freed, though he also cautioned that we'll need to see what Freed does, you know, if he doesn't have the huge run support that he had last year. But, yeah. you know, he, he was candid talking about Fulte. He said he can pitch like a number one, and then the next time out he can be like the guy in the first inning of game five in the division series who just don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's that why he's not a – yeah, and that – you know, it's the person that sucks for is Felix because he was yeah. looking like he had a really good shot to making this team. Uh, he's got I don't know how it. this is going to affect him. I just saw a couple of highlights of his, and it, I mean, obviously the fastball's not there, but the other stuff looked just as it's good moving. as it always has. Yeah, it's moving a lot. Yeah, 
just he's, he just has to adjust to pitching instead of just overpowering everybody. Because even when he was only throwing 93, he still had a changeup that he could throw in any count and, and overpower guys with. And now he's throwing 90, 91. You know, he just you just you're not going to get away with mistakes in the middle. Yeah, it no, does that feeling. It does yeah. for him if for him or Newcomb because if Hamels is back, one of those guys got to go. Obviously, yeah. How was Nuke looking? Good. He good. looked really good. Really good. They they yeah. both pitched really well. So that you know the back end of the rotation, you know, to start the season, I think I think uh, Felix is going to pitch somewhere this year because he's looked good I in think spring so training. Too. And I know it's been all home games, so he's faced uh, less than stacked lineups. So that's why I was really looking forward to his start. His next start was going to be against the Twins at Fort Myers. He would have had their stacked lineup. So I was kind of looking forward to that. So. He still has at a million. I mean, somebody's got to take that chance, and it's going to be like five hundred grand at this point. Yeah, you know, if you play off a season, somebody will take that chance. And if it ends up being that he he doesn't do what he you thought he was going to do, then you're obviously losing nothing. Yeah, Um, Yeah. you keep touching on it. I'm going to go back to it too. But Annabelle Sanchez, who no one thought that he was going to do anything, and and exactly, he's a gun. Similar numbers in their last two or three years too, with uh, Annabelle with the Tigers. The, right down to the tons of home runs allowed. He had an ERA real similar to what Felix did in his last two or three years with the, with the uh, Mariners. Also seems like to have a similar personality to Annabelle. He's the man. Very popular. Yeah. yeah. He's Felix, cool. a, Felix a lot more colorful, at least from the outside looking in. He's, he's, he's a character, man. But everybody likes him. He has that along, going on like Annabelle did. Uh Hey Pete, real quick, what what did uh, what have you been doing since last summer? What the, the teams that you pitched for? How far did that Aussie national team go in the Olympic qualifying process? Okay, so I was in Melbourne. We ended up winning the ABL season, which was great. Uh, then uh, came back here. Uh, I've basically been on self quarantine for three weeks before they actually quarantined us because I've done absolutely nothing waiting for the season to start. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Then we had our – I was going to come back here and, and get myself, stay in shape and get myself ready for the Olympic qualifiers, but they postponed it. So it was supposed right. to be April 1st to 5th. So I'd be in the middle of throwing bullpens right now. But I think now with all this happening, I think I'm absolutely done done myself yeah. as far as being able to pitch. I still want to try and help the guys get to the Olympics if there is an Olympics. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think my chances of pitching in it are uh, – are, dwindling as this thing <laughs> continues to to last as long as it has I'm, it's it was tough to throw a baseball in australia it's going to be tough having not picked one up for a month yeah so it's going to be kind of you have an unceremonious end kind of like vince carter you you and vince <laughs> yeah just similar we'll walk off the court shaking hands yeah very similar similar i keep telling you that the last the last pitch i threw in the big leagues was was a matt kemp line drive straight back at my face so <laughs> i'm uh that was my that was my ceremonial walk off i was like it's time i'm not going to make it through another narrating if i continue to do this <laughs> Matt Kemp, I was kind of looking forward to seeing him with the uh, Marlins too. He once again has lost about thirty pounds, so it'd be interesting to see if he was going to keep it off. If he'll do it during the break, if he'll keep it off. But he he, he did high. that when he when he came to the Braves, right? And he yeah. had a pretty good first yeah. half. He did, well, and he got well, hurt. Yeah, and we got him in sixteen. He was big when he came over, yeah. and, and then, mid-season. I don't know how, right. and then he lost all the weight in the offseason. In the offseason, he lost. I I want to say fifty pounds. I don't even know. Yeah. But he Holy. lost so much weight, I th- I man. I think it was close to that. And he did it again with the Marlins this year. But uh, Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Olympics. Do you even think there's going to be an Olympics now? I mean, 
I don't. I say, don't. I don't see how they're going to do it unless no. they push it way back because it's supposed to begin in late July in Tokyo. I, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like everyone, everything, every major sporting event that's being cancelled and postponed right now is going to be going to be featured on the same weekend in September. It's, it's going to be a mental. <laughs> it's going to be a great weekend, but I mean, eight sports going at once. It's going to be eight sports yeah. going at once. We was. deserve after this. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You binge watch. <laughs> It's going to yeah. be, you're going to have baseball playoffs, basketball playoffs, uh, because remember, basketball season is not uh, canceled. It's just suspended. So you'll have the NBA season, uh, baseball, the NFL starting, college football starting, <laughs> the Olympics. <laughs> I can't imagine all that being in one city, too, like the World Series and NBA playoffs and all this stuff yeah. going on. I mean, within, I guess the, the NBA would be sooner than the World Series, but. I mean, just football starting while while the NBA's in their playoffs would be wild too. And in some of these cities, just logistically, it'd be impossible to get everybody in the stadiums. Yeah, but on the, I never on the thought of that. On the other hand, none of it might happen. We might just have right. the whole Cancel sports everything. year wiped away. Yeah, I don't know. man. You can't just do think that. about Olympic athletes. You do, you devote your whole lives in some cases to one or two Olympics, and yep. and if that shit gets banged, man, I mean. It's not like these guys are making a lot of money as they prepare. Well, they're amateurs. Yeah. So they don't well, make money. Unless, you, unless you've got major sponsorship, you don't make right. money. Right. And a lot of them like these days have jobs, you know, working with Nike and stuff. But they're not making much sure. money. It's just enough to live and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's – this is – I mean, we talk about the sporting world because we're familiar about it. But this is, this is not just the sporting world. You've got the vendors. you got oh. the – you know, you got everyone. Everyone. From the guys that, you know, sell the – bootleg t-shirts to the ushers yeah. to you know the concession workers who you know we're looking forward to that media seven month season yeah media yeah we don't want yeah, to how's your that. situation work out how, Dave? how does it work Dave? do you get, do you yeah, get what's paid going for, on with you? Do you get paid a salary or do you get paid a salary how does it work? salary thank god oh. we got yeah, we've, we've got to we've got to go from the routine of and not having to really find many stories because they you know there's so much stuff happening during the season to trying to come up with you know three or four stories a week and it's it's not going to be easy and and you know one thing happening and it's not easy it would have this would have been easier 15 years ago when you could call like almost any player that's hard to do these days players don't give out their numbers like they used to and they want you to text them if you not call so then they can just ignore the text it used to be easy (laughs) you could call any player in the offseason back in the day you know really oh yeah Everybody used to. You never called me in the off season. The relief pitchers weren't weren't priority. I'm <laughs> no, come on. Hey, what have you been doing? Throwing Didn't care what that dipshit yeah. lefty was up to in December, did you, Dave? <laughs> he used to go around to the lockers at the last uh, day day or two of the season and get all the phone numbers. You don't even bother now because they look at you like I'm not giving you my fucking number. So, anyway, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you don't need you don't need you don't need text me to ask me where I was going every year, Dave. Hey, is there a chance you're going to sign back with the Braves? Well, probably. History shows that there's a good chance. Yeah, <laughs> you were one of the last of the breed that you could call. So anyway, well, I hope your cafe stays open, dude. Yeah, I, I did for your buddy's yeah. for your buddy's sake. If he relies on that's that for exactly what that's yeah. he does. He um, yeah, there's a, a few people relying on it, so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, as I said, I'm I'm certainly not the only one that's in this kind of situation. Oh. Luckily, you know, I'm lucky compared to a lot of people. So, oh, speaking of, you made a joke yeah. about this in an earlier appearance on the show. You said that you and Johnny Venters were going to write a book on how to pitch in the major leagues for a decade or whatever, and not get rich, and not make any money, <laughs> and not yeah. make any, or something along the <laughs> line. 
<laughs> so I was thinking about it today, and I went to baseball reference. Yeah. And it wasn't that much of an exaggeration. According no, to their records, right. you made about $5.5 million in a 12-year major league career. Correct. There are six major league starting pitchers today making over $30 million a year, at least six, which yeah. is close to close to a million dollars a start. Correct. You made five and a half in a 12-year career, and you, you pitched in 499 games. By the way, just one more appearance, man. I did get a pinch hit appearance, so I got 500. We talked about Oh, that. really? <laughs> yeah, I got a pinch hit appearance in Arizona. Uh, so that counts. Okay, so you got 500. Four, you pitched in 499 that boy, games. Boy, though. Though. Yeah, thanks, man. And however many surgeries. How, how many surgeries did you have, by the way? Can you list uh, them? While, Do you remember? While I was a baseball player, I had a back surgery, two Tommy Johns, and a shoulder that involved a labrum, a cuff, and a bicep tenodesis. And then and then you also had a couple when you before you got into big league pitching, I had right? two two back surgeries before I yeah before I came <laughs> over here to be I mean to be I can't figure out why yeah. China didn't or Japan didn't want to give you a chance <laughs> that's what I'm saying I was ready <laughs> why didn't Japan want to give you tight. one more go it's a good thing you were <laughs> out there it's a good thing Roll you were a pharmaceutical there. salesman huh you were in the appropriate yeah, career. Yeah, I was, I was able to self-medicate. So I was good. Yeah. Yeah. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water, to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrate is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrate starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrate.com and enter promo code 755 at checkout. Again, that's go to drinkhydrate.com. And enter promo code 755 at checkout for 25% off your first order. For those not familiar with the tax rates that ball players pay, they don't take this into account. What does five and a half million work out to, more or less, just ballpark figure, pardon the pun, after taxes? Uh, two, three. Two, two, three? Yeah. Right. Two, three. So I don't think most people think that that you know when they when they look at you know they just think you guys pitch in the big leagues and you're rich forever and it's like right. that's not really the case if you're not a star. I, I mean, mean you, you can live off it. You just got to be smart. You know, you're not flying private you jets. It right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I technically haven't received a paycheck. I mean, obviously, I did 20 games with Fox Sports last year, um, but I haven't received a paycheck in a, in a year and a half. So it's kind of like. The cafe failing is not really a good. I mean, it's not, it's not very good. <laughs> not a great event. Yeah, ideal. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in dire just yet. But, yeah. You know, I certainly have to work for a living, and I was looking forward to. Uh, I was hopefully going to do about sixty to eighty games with Fox Sports this year, which is what we were talking about before this all went down. So you know, I need that. I need to work. But yeah. um, as I said, I'm not. I'm not at the point where you know. There's a lot more people that are way worse off than I am. So. And- 
It's why those pensions, though, are so important, right? I mean, a lot of people don't yeah. realize how important it is for a guy to get to a, the pension. What ten years to get your pension? You, no, you can. It's prorated, so yeah. I, you know, I ended up getting nine right. years and a bit. So I will get once I collect the pension, ninety percent of what a full pension is. So yeah, when you look at it and when you break it down, and look, you've got to take into account. Oh, you remember this? The the travel checks that I would get for traveling to and from Australia. Um, the licensing money. So there's, you know, there's bits and pieces in there that don't get put into the right. numbers that you see on baseball reference, but it's not, not everybody who's in the big leagues walks away yeah. and as soon as they're finished can just sit back and go play golf for the rest of their life. Like, right, right. Um, that's what people have got to understand. You know, and they see, oh, you've got nine years in the big leagues. Wow, that's fantastic. And it, it was absolutely fantastic and I would not give any of it back, but I'm, I need to work and a lot of us will need to work. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's for those wondering why you probably see so many former relief pitchers doing TV analysis and pre and post game work and various markets around the country because you see it everywhere. I mean, everybody's yeah. got relief pitchers doing pre post game or doing analysis, uh, you know, or coaching at the MLB, minor league, or college levels. A lot of relief well, pitchers doing that, and that's the that's the biggest adjustment that guys are facing, especially the last twelve to eighteen months, is that. A fallback plan would always be, oh, well, look, if I can't find anything else, I'll just go into coaching. Whereas uh -huh. guys aren't looking for former players to be coaches at this stage. They're looking for guys that can read analytics and, and uh -huh. you know, they're looking for guys that can compute it. And so there's a lot of – I remember I was listening to a Dusty Baker interview and he was saying the, the amount of phone calls that he's got from guys that were coaches looking for jobs once he got that job yeah. was astounding. So there's a bunch of good baseball people out there right now that were struggling to find work before this happened. So um, that's interesting. You know, it's um, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a, a strange couple of months. I think you can that's make yourself uh, really appealing by educating yourself and and all that. You know, you have to take the steps to really learn Correct. the the tech side and the data and and the analysis side of the game now. Uh, but if you if you can learn and and kind of demonstrate that you can put all that to Adapt. use and you have five, 10 years in the big leagues, I think you're even more appealing than somebody that, that just knows the numbers and the technology. But there's been a lot of guys kind of refusing to take those steps and, and just well, want right. to go off of what they know. It's funny you say that is the uh, rap Soto. I'm not going to give him a plug, but rap Soto are starting online uh, certifications at the end of this month. And um, so anybody who's out there that, that wants to get into it, I, I'm pretty sure you can just do a, a certification online and then, you know, you can certainly put yourself ahead of ahead of the curve or the guys that refuse to adapt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, and those guys that are you know kind of stubborn or proud or whatever, and just think you're going to show up with you know a major league career and go, I can. What do you mean? What do I? What are my qualifications? They're probably get <laughs> realization that it doesn't really, like you said, it, that's not enough these days just to be have it's the not experience. Enough. Yeah, it's nope. changing real quick. It's I mean, it changed in yeah. a hurry, but you're seeing guys that that have no experience in baseball getting hired as pitching coordinators, which is a uh -huh. big time role. I mean, they, and they have yeah. not a day in pro ball. They didn't play pro ball. Uh, they might Seems not so even crazy. play past like junior college. And these guys are, are like uh, the Dodgers hired Rob Hill. I know him and he's really good, but I, you know, he has no baseball experience um, professionally and they hired him to be their pitching coordinator. And I think he's doing a good job too. Uh, it's, it's, 
I can't believe teams finally got to the point where they're willing to take these risks. But yeah, um, like the the Reds hired, hired uh, Kyle, Kyle Bode from from Driveline. The Reds hired um, yeah, the it's Reds crazy. Kyle Bode from Driveline, and uh-huh. he's taken over the he's taken over the whole the whole you know pitches routines and and they're all I think they're all doing all the driveline stuff over there. I think they give it to them as an option to do, but majority of the guys are uh-huh. jumped right into it. Yeah. If you would have that pulled is, out a weighted ball when me and Moilo were, you know, back 10 years ago, yeah. if you would have pulled out one yeah. of those weighted ball kits and, and the bands yeah. and started doing run and gun throws and stuff, I mean, you would have been laughed out of the ballpark. I, and, I remember uh, uh, Laffy. Uh, Laffy was in AAA with us and he would bring the driveline balls out. He was the first one that I'd see with him. He'd bring all the different colors and Aaron Laffy yeah. was, was his name. And, uh, yeah. And I, I did exactly that. I was like, oh, what are you trying to, trying to throw 86? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. But, yeah. Now the yeah. game is full of guys throwing 99. <laughs> exactly. It's just, exactly. it's just changed. Hey, uh, Moilo, just to wrap up here, I know you, yeah. you're up in Canton. I think Chipper's up there too, right? He's living up there now. Yeah. Yeah. He he made some recent news by taking a job with ESPN as an analyst, which is on hold, obviously. He's going to work so alongside old friend, former Braves announcer, Boog Shambi on Wednesday yeah. Night Baseball, which yeah. immediately to me makes that must-watch TV for real baseball, for baseball fans because I'm really looking forward to seeing those two guys do a game. I'm not going to be at all surprised if Chipper immediately gives Smoltz a run for his money as the best baseball analyst on TV. Oh, he's going to Tony Romo, everyone in this yeah. game. I, yeah. Uh, he's going to. That's probably why he took it. Yeah. <laughs> he saw that Tony well, Romo saw- contract <laughs> and he said, okay, now <laughs> I, I might have time for this now. Yeah. And if Tony Romo's only going to do 16 games, Chipper's going to do 20. So he figures he's going to make the same amount of money. No, but you're right. He is going to be, those two together already are hilarious. Yeah. Um, did I see Rossi do a game with those two guys the other day? Yes. Too? Oh no! Well, last year, last year, yeah. But did you imagine those three? Golly, that was kind of how Chipper got the job. ESPN loved the reaction they got with those three doing that game, right? And, uh, and saw him do a couple of Fox, the Fox game he did, or whatever. And uh, yeah, there's going to be kids getting better at home just listening to him. Yep. <laughs> He's going to be fixing swings. Uh, just just that's listening the, to him talk no baseball doubt. on TV. It's it's I'm actually I mean I I that's another knock. I mean I wish I had a chance to I can't wait to hear him and and see how it goes cuz I know he's going to do really well. Yeah. What's your what's I can't your wait guy, to hear the stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's your guys best uh what's your opinion on the best broadcasters in general color or play by play when you like who do you like listening to either either nationally or if, when you travel around the country if you get the chance to hear other broadcasts? I miss Vince Scully myself. I like him I miss a lot. Skip and I've always missed Skip Carey. He was my he he was just God. I loved hearing him. He was so irreverent, acerbic, and hilarious. Yeah. Once I realized well, we Vince Scully was uh, joking around a lot of the time, it it made me really appreciate him. Yeah. yeah. I like Tom Brenneman too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I he's like Brenneman. I love Smoltz, man. I, I love that a lot of people yeah. don't like that he's kind of negative towards some of the, the way oh, the game's played right now. But yeah. his insight and the stuff he says, how he'll call pitches, what a hitter's doing, what the pitcher's – I mean, the insight he gives, if you listen to what he's saying, is just unreal. And it makes me laugh. I, I kind of – I find it pretty funny when he gets pissed off at the game. 
and yeah. like he'll he'll complain and yeah. he'll say yeah. like why why don't they ever just drop down a bunt right here and the next <laughs> guy does. will just pull one right into the shift and he'll say it he'll and he pulls it right into the shift yeah. like how how much the game annoys him kind of makes me laugh I know it's it probably turns some people off but it it cracks me up oh I think he's you know the what best, it does man when, I think he's the best when I one. hear guys like that when I hear guys like that or I hear an interview with Garrett Cole. Or I hear Soroka talk, yeah. and it just makes me realize that I was not meant to be a starting pitcher. Me was going to be great. <laughs> I was meant to be that bullpen clubhouse guy from the minute I came on this earth. Put a finger down and I'll hit the glove. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yep. That was, uh, that's the biggest realization I've come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember TBS when they, before your guys' time, when they first went Superstation. It Skip and Pete were doing games. They were so good that the team was terrible. And you would have it on either watching it or have it on in the background just because the sounds of baseball with their voices. Their voices were just perfect. And the stories yeah. they would tell. So, I mean, it's so important to have good announcers. And there, a lot of markets do not have good ones. It's got to be a rough watch all summer long to hear that. Uh, there's a lot of turnover, too. Yeah, Braves have been lucky in that regard. They've had a long history of really good announcers, a lot of really good You know ones. what sucks? You know what sucks? Is Frenchie's really fucking good. He is. He's really good. And he he but it just I just want him to suck at something, you know? He's really good at golf. <laughs> oh, I was gonna he's, ask he's, you about Frenchie. Golly. I mean, yeah, he's just he's just he's really good. You don't he, you you don't get a job in the booth and do the playoffs that very year. That's no, unless you're Tony Romo. But I know. But but Frenchie's just he's just so good. He's I, he's born for it. Yeah, and he and he did it he with sure like is. what half like part time for a half season or for a full season, yeah. but part time, and then all of a sudden he's the lead announcer. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, uh, a lot of people question it when it happened, but he's good. Yeah. You're right. I know. Yeah, yeah, he's good. good. So anyway, all right. Well. Hey, it's been great again, man. Pete, thanks for coming aboard with us. Of course. Fitness, fitness into your busy uh, uh, shutdown <laughs> Call schedule. Call of Duty schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll send you an email with yeah. my uh, – with my yeah. I'll, a text I'll works too. Hours, we can so. text. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, we're going to call <laughs> on you again, man, because we we're going to have to – That's fill, fine. We're trying to do a couple of these a week still. And uh, Yeah, that's fine with me. And I'll give you great. some content. You're not doing anything. I'm doing nada. All right. All right. This has been good, good fellas. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. 755 is real. We are out.